Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books. The last week of the book with the On Deck TV podcast of the 2021 year. Yeah, we man. made it through almost. Barely, through. nigga. I'm stumbling to the finish line. We almost got through that thing COVID free, man. Listen, that nigga COVID pulled up, nigga, like Mike in the fourth. That Joe and COVID came to your house, I heard. <laughs> she took over the animal brown residence it's all good though we got uh we couldn't leave you without nothing for the end of the year though that wouldn't be cool but so we got cool. a, a super dope kind of topics of the year l's of the year just a little bit of a recap of some of the biggest stories and then we'll have the for real deal top 10 episode next week when i uh can sit up straight for longer than 10 minutes facts when you're not contagious <laughs> like one of the monkeys on that movie outbreak outbreak we back we're gonna give yeah. it to you from the spaceship the last albums of the episode so you guys be ready for that but we figured we have like you said give them something man so you know we do quick hits we're gonna do the quick hits of the year nobody else giving you this all the other lists out there all the other podcasts nobody else does quick hits so nobody else is giving you quick hits of the year you're Absolutely. welcome I kick things off, man. First things first, we taking it back early at the top of the year, man, when Charlemagne said that Drake's era was over and it was all about little baby. In hindsight, how accurate was that statement? Neither one of us really believed it then. What do you feel about that now? I'm glad you said that because it didn't hit then because mm -hmm. Drake was in his prime. I think Charlemagne, I think Charlemagne called himself forecasting the future kind of get ahead of it like I did with Rick Ross and I accurately called the end of his career. But this is a different story. We're talking about a mutant, a one of one. We're talking about Drake. No, he has not fallen out. 63 million streams this year. One of two rappers on the Spotify most streamed artists. The other one is Juice World. Rest in peace. Drake came in at four. Juice World came in at 10. Everybody else was pop. Lil Baby did have a strong run this year. Some other people put up some numbers. J. Cole had an awesome album. But Drake is Drake, bro. Like, that's just it. People are going to have to digest it, swallow it. It's the medicine. However you want to take it, Drake ain't falling off no time soon because even falling off for him brings him just back to earth. <laughs> so now that I've fallen off, I'm just going to do the regular numbers that J. Cole does every week. Like, it's just... I just don't see it for a long time just because of the type of music that this dude makes and the type of personality that he has. And what we've shown even through this Kanye West stuff with him enduring and just being a fan of the culture more so than anything else is why I don't think he's falling off or it's going to fall off. Yeah, um, I can understand the skepticism. People forget that COVID was out here, which is why projects were getting pushed back and people really didn't know what was going to happen with that CLB um, but Drake came out scary hours too. um, had what's next on it, which was the song of the NBA playoffs had one of your verses of the year with little baby on wants and needs. Then he comes out with the certified lover boy. Finally, after going back and forth with Kanye and he does 613,000 first week, dude. So listen, the, the, the end was greatly exaggerated. Drake is not going anywhere. He's here to stay. Whether this album falls in your top 10, top five, you hated it, you loved it, you liked it, you whatever, however you fall on this project, it doesn't matter. He's a force to be reckoned with. Glasses Malone and Charlemagne, can, they can both try to kill him off if they want to, dude. He's fucking Michael Myers. He's not going anywhere. He's just in the cut, walking slow, creeping up on your favorite artist and uh, in his, on all of the top 10 streamings and money and Forbes and bro stuff. It was, I get it though. I understand what Charlamagne was trying to say because it was sketchy at the beginning of the year, but it was sketchy for everybody. And I think that's what he was leaving out. So no Drake era is not over. Is he just going to be here? Like Hove was like, Hove is just here. Like there may be other people who quote unquote got the streets like future says and all but Hove is just always just floating right below the game, dude. Whenever he makes a move, the needle moves along with him. And it's going to be the same way with Drake. So here's the question for you. Is there another God's plan in his arsenal? Maybe that will help me understand what Charlemagne meant more. 
do you as a fan think, hey, man, he's got another one of those God's playing hotline blings, or do you think that's over? <laughs> yeah, he got that. He got that. He got that in the tuck. Bro, he, the team. Sure come from, it didn't come bro, from CLB. Bro, like all those projects you named, to Charlemagne's point, though, for Drake standards, they're mid. Like per Drake, in my opinion. But I don't doubt that, like I was saying with Rick Ross, I said that post BMF, saying that BMF was going to be his biggest song. He won't make anything bigger than BMF after that. Stood true. With Drake, you're saying he has bigger hits than Hotline Bling, God's Plan. He still got some of those in the tub. Yeah, he got he got some of the best. There's so much money behind dude. It's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how he's able to get the. He just it, there's too much. There's too much money behind him, Adele. That's like saying Beyonce. Does Beyonce have another single? Like yes, yes, she does, dude. Because they, there's a machine behind them with big dog, with the best writers in the world, the best producers in the world. It's actually easier when you become a Drake. <laughs> that's a good point, and that's a point that was left off from Charlemagne, and the point that I'm glad you hit, and it wraps this up. It's too many people invested in Drake. Man. Drake to be be done. Too many people still believe that he is that dude for anyone to not believe it. So, like you said, with all the money behind Drake, of course, there's another hotline bling. Of course, there's another God's plan. Of course, easy, absolutely. Moving on, man. From highs to lows, we want to go give you an update. It's a rough year for some guys out here in these streets, man. Uh, racketeering charges, conspiracy charges rained down. The three that stuck out to most that we want to revisit just to see where they are now and what we think the future holds for these guys. YFN Lucci mm. was locked up on conspiracy charges in Atlanta. Casanova two times locked up on conspiracy charges in New York. And Pusheisty locked up for attempted murder in Miami. A.B., my question to you, per these guys locked up, the updates that you've read, whose situation looks the brightest to you? Uh, we're going to use bright with the biggest air quotes of all time. <laughs> Very light bright. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I guess Pooh Shiesty because he's looking at around five, somewhere between five to ten. Who knows? We don't even know what – if going by what they did to Takashi and all the what we know about Rico charges and stuff, man, they're gonna try to throw football numbers at Lucci and Casanova, dude, unless they tell. And that that so that's never good. And as a matter of fact, it looks like Casanova just got even more. He just had an attempted murder charge tacked on top oh, of his racketeering case. So they are throwing the book at him, and it, this doesn't look quote unquote good for any of them. But if I had to say who got the brightest light at the end of the tunnel, I would have to say Pooh Shiesty because he doesn't look to be in as deep as Lucci and as Casanova. They should big boy serious shit. Big facts. Um, Pooh Shiesty, the guy with the attempted murder, definitely. And I think the charges may have been lowered by now, but uh, you're yeah. right. He definitely has the brightest out of this because of the charges of Rico that come with it. Now, Lucci got out. Then yep. went back after an indictment, getting locked up with about 15 other people. And the reason that these RICO charges for him and Casanova are so serious, because unlike Takashi that you mentioned, they of the culture. There's a lot more repercussion that's going to come down on them if they were to tell. So mm -hmm. that Takashi route and then coming out and putting singles and music out, that ain't going to work for those guys. So we're not going to see them take the same route that he took. Um, that being said, man, both of them are, are adamant, very adamant that they are innocent in this Casanova is pleading to anybody that will listen, fans, anybody that will help him on the outside. I found that strange. And, and my point in all of this is the leverage that Pooh has. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot more than Lucci and Casanova have. And yep. what I mean by that, number one single out here in these streets, he's still young. There's still labels supporting him because of the future that he may provide for them and the money, the financial aspect of it. Like he still may be able to do that. So you get people pulling a couple of strings, people listening more intently to what's going on with him in hopes that he gets out and he can turn to a cash cow. Like yep. we've seen Gucci man, Boosie and Pimp C and other people do. 
Casanova and Lucci, though, like they on the tail end. There's no leverage that those guys have other than I'm telling on this dude. That's the only leverage they got, especially in a Rico case, because the governments, they ain't got to prove a lot. We just got to prove that you was in some criminal activity, my nigga. And you're a rapper. You hang around all these niggas, just want to be rappers, how they making their living. Here we go to the criminal aspect of it and the conspiracy charge. So it's going to be a rough day for those guys. Hopefully they get what they, you know, out of it or however they supposed to. But yeah, brightest of this is Pooh I think he's going to pop back. And he's very optimistic. If you reading the press release, yep. he just dropped a new freestyle. He said he you can lock up his mind, but you can't lock, well, excuse me, you can lock up his body, you can't lock up his mind, all of the stuff. So he's staying positive. He think he's going to be out of there. So yeah, definitely Pooh in. Free Rollo too, man. We forgot about Rollo. Yeah, and the crazy part too, YFN Lucci and Casanova all tasted success. Yes. Like they know what it tastes like. They know what it looked like. They know what it feel like. Pusheisty was early. He was getting there. Mm-hmm. Lucci and Casanova know what it is. Casanova was in the buildings with Hove at the Rock right. Nation brunch. Like this was, he had gotten used to this lifestyle. When you get used to it and you take it away, that's how they put that's the why, pressure on you, dude. You know, that's why them please come out like, please help me. And yeah. we talked about that. We talked about that Casanova when he signed with Hove and Rock Nation. They told him. Yep. Based off your reputation, my nigga, first fuck up, you out of here. That's a fact. So that's your current leverage. Yeah, man. Um, on a lighter note, man, next topic of the year, your man Lil Uzi Vert. This was <laughs> excuse me. People talked about this way more than we really needed to even hear about it because I never believe this shit. But we're gonna talk about it again. <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert, $24 million diamond implanted in the middle of his head. He looked like a superhero. Uh, did we think that was cool or corny? Even looking back now that it's not there anymore. It's still corny. Uh, it was corny to us when we first did it, but we not in that generation. So we may feel differently about it from the people that he's trying to appease. It was never cool to me. I don't listen to Lil Uzi. I don't know what all the shenanigans are about. I don't know if this helped him or hurt him this year, though he doesn't seem as popular as he did when these things were happening. So I don't know if the music has fallen off or if people have just kind of moved on from Lil Uzi, but I look forward in 2022 just based off everything that people had hyped him up to be to see is he going to continue to live up to it? Like there's going to be a lane, a very vacant lane, for him to make a transition since Travis Scott is going through what he's going through for Uzi to take that. I feel like Uzi's in perfect position to say, all right, Travis gone. I got a different style. I'm something that people haven't seen before. Almost similar to what Travis Scott was doing. Can he take it to the next level and be as mainstream as Travis was with the shoes and the endorsements and those things that we seen? So, yep, the diamond was definitely corny. Glad he put that behind him because this may be a big year for Uzi. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and he's got a lot of similarities to Travis Scott in the way in which his fans connect with him. A lot of people like Little Uzi because of how he is touchable. Like, you'll see him, Little Uzi be at a gas station and, and jump into freestyle with some niggas. Like, he taking pictures of niggas. Like, he taking y'all pictures. Flick it up. He buying, he paying off uh, student loans randomly in the, like, that, so that's very that's what drew a lot of people to Travis Scott, too, because Travis Scott would do the same thing. Like he'll walk through the grocery store or through the through the convenience store with his new drink come out and people be in there like, oh, shit, it's Travis Scott, blah, 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 blah. And so or he'll sign the sneakers or whatever the case may be. So uh, that's a good comparison. But, yeah, the, the diamond was corny. We we didn't I don't believe it. I never believed it was 24 million. Um, I thought it was lame to put it on your face and, and look whack. Uh, even though, I mean, Uzi's a younger person. And so right now, to be honest, they, niggas is getting so much bread, bro. They're getting bored and they're thinking the wild shit to do. They're, how can they one-up the next person? Billionaires do this shit all the time, buying yachts and teams and shit. We're just doing goofy shit like buying diamonds to put in our forehead. Um, so... <laughs> no, Lil Uzi's doing that. Well, yeah. Ain't nobody else done that shit. Don't put that on That's true. People, Uzi's doing the lame us. shit. <laughs> but <laughs> thankfully that shit is gone now and hey man we'll we'll see but that yeah i'm interested to see what he's gonna do this year too because this year was kind of quiet musically i think he had one or two joints that stuck but other than that uh it, it, he really didn't make no waves on the music tip we'll see what that does in 2022 most definitely moving on again this is the on deck tv podcast we're giving you the quick hits of the year albums of the year episode next week dropping on your head top 
Next quick kid we want to talk about, man, your man's DJ Academics made news several times this year with his outlandish takes. But this one we wanted to double back on because he talked about the God MC Hove volume three anniversary 22 years today actually yep. uh but what dj academics did and said was criticize jay-z for using black owned as a bait and switch earlier this year when he was talking about just black owned business and whatnot do you agree do you change your opinion on this you think that jay-z uh, did what he was supposed to do as far as his uh, black owned business and how using that to support with the NFL. Just give me your thought process on what Jay did with that. Yeah. Uh, academics popped out with this when Jay was uh, when rumors were swirling that Jay was selling title. Um, and then he ended up selling a big stake in title. I think he only has a minority stake left, um, bro. It's, it's always, it's always telling, uh, well, I, I put it like this. People tell on themselves about their level of knowledge when it comes to certain topics all the time. How do, how do I know you don't know a damn thing about business without telling me you don't know a damn thing about business is making comments like this. Um, I hate when people go with the low-hanging fruit um, just so they can make a controversial take about someone who's beloved for the most part as someone who's held in high regard like Jay-Z. I feel like people like to reach and they want to be contrarian and they want to how what can I say that nobody's thinking about saying with Jay-Z when he's making these business plays like how he's making the moves in the rooms that he's in DJ academics has not gotten to yet maybe one day he will I'm not even saying that he won't but there are certain rooms and stuff that niggas is, that certain people are playing in that others aren't and they can't relate so some of the moves may seem uh one way from the outside looking in and I believe in my in my opinion that that's what this is Mm -hmm. um, Jay sold his stake in title for a lot of money. Um, and when he created title, he made it for the artist, not for black owned. He made it for the artist. Let's be clear about that. Cause if you remember the press conference, everybody up there wasn't black dude. Right. So that's number one. Right. But number two, how many times have we seen memes that get shared all the time about how much these streaming sites pay per song and title is on there paying six times the most amount of what all these other ones are paying. And then people go, oh, so that's what Jay-Z was talking about. So now it, it comes a little bit later on that people understand what his whole movement was about in terms of paying artists. Um, and then people finding out that, damn, they only get paid how much from, spot, from Spotify? Damn, one fourth of a penny per thousand streams? Like, like when people get educated on that shit, things start to make more sense. Um, so would. Jay is a business person. He's made this clear a thousand times. Um, and he does a whole lot of stuff behind the scenes. People have made that clear on his behalf a million times. And so I, I don't understand what exactly somebody like a DJ Academics is looking for getting, uh, saying a statement like this. Again, trying to ruffle feathers, trying to keep your head in the, I mean, excuse me, trying to keep your name in the headlines for a week or so. And he succeeded with doing that. You got the attention that you ordered, but I, I never bought what he said uh, or was trying to sell and to, to begin with man let mm. let business niggas make these business plays dude and just sit on the sidelines and learn they try to say the same thing with swiss and and title i mean excuse me swiss and versus man just take notes dude quit hating that's that's a very interesting point um a couple of things with this for me one is the big thing about artists being being paid correctly and Jay speaking on behalf of the artist, I've never really fully understood as a consumer why I give a fuck, a flying fuck about how much the artist makes off a stream. As far as I'm concerned, from what you guys display to me, y'all got money. Y'all rich. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care when I go to the grocery store, what Kroger pays Coke to put them on the shelf, like, and get sold. Like, I don't care what the cut the Cokes get from that. So I really don't care what an artist makes off a stream or that Jay-Z made that happen for. I don't, I don't really care about that, but that's me personally. A lot of people do. Yeah. With the academic situation, the issue, and you brought up black culture with the last topic, I'll revisit that here. My problem with this, Jay-Z has kind of reached that place in black culture like Obama where people feel like that he's above criticism. Jay-Z has done a lot for black culture where he maybe should have that status. Though I don't necessarily agree that anybody would be above criticism, not for a, a, a productive society. Mm -hmm. 
So with all of that being said, a lot to say that academic doing too much up talking. Similar to what you're saying, you can't sit in your basement on Twitch and criticize me when I'm out here on the in the streets. Now, the streets may mean boardroom and it may mean that I'm in niggas ears and telling them how to operate and be better off in this game that a lot of us participate in. That may be what Jay is doing, but acts sitting there criticizing in this basement, that ain't what's up. And the reason that I say that with black culture, a lot of people get out of place in there. I call it, you talking up. You ain't got no business. Nothing of your business concerns what you're talking about with Jay-Z here and him, quote unquote, using black as bait and switch. Like, shut up, bro. It goes to your point of what you said. You don't really know business or what you're talking about, but because you're in your basement, and you're talking on Twitch and you're not having conversations with Jay-Z or with people who have knowledge of the situations to get a full view of the play. You feel comfortable sitting back on your fat ass telling people, oh, I think Jay-Z's fucking up. Newsflash, bro. No one cares. Well, actually, a lot of people care because a lot of people tap into his station. But as a culture, as a society, we let people get away with that a lot. You aren't doing anything, academics sitting back criticizing making money off of people by just uh by critiquing them meanwhile jay-z is out here getting it done now i may not agree with everything that he has done and every step that he's taken but i'm not going to sit on my podcast and criticize someone like hope who's done a lot more than i have for the culture i'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt as you alluded to on a couple of episodes when we talked about this again do i agree with every move he's made with the nfl no i don't but I do think he has the cachet. He's earned this way for people like us, like Act, not to sit here and criticize him and not give him the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, this was one of the worst takes of the year for me in that. I agree. And I, I want to be clear, too. No one is above criticism. And, and we've done this on the show before. It's people we're fans of that we've critiqued. People know how we feel about P. People know how we feel about Jay. They go, they do some shit. Jay put out an album tomorrow and it's some slaw. We're going to hop on here. We're going to be like, I ain't going to lie. It's some slaw. Like, right. that's it. <laughs> like, nobody's above it. So that uh, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. I just don't want... It, actions like that make me look at academics like he's a plant. You know what I'm he's saying? Like, like, things like that make you look suspect, in my opinion. Yeah. When Jay-Z has been very clear about who he represents and who he's for and the moves that he's made and, and what, and how over history he's gone to bigger and better things. And so if we pop up next year and Jay is buying the Broncos, then will it all make sense? And uh, he's and a commissioner he, of the NFL. Yeah. So I'm saying, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Roger Goodell. Then niggas going to be like, Oh, Oh, I didn't know then, that was the play. Like nigga, of course but, but you didn't, I, I just, I just feel like people just don't need to, People need to let things unfold just just for a second. Like, and this ain't even that deep, bro. You niggas, Bill, he bought title from somebody else. Like, he didn't invent the shit. He, the person before him, had it, didn't maxed out, and was like, "I gotta sell it." That's what happened. Jay got it maxed out, and that was fixing the sale. Like, I don't. To me, it's not that deep, and because he has a hundred other businesses, so it's not a legacy play. I said this when we talked about it before. Title isn't a fucking legacy play, bro. It was a flip. Like, why? I don't understand why that's so difficult to understand. And I get it. You, the black owned thing. Oh, but what about the black owned thing? We can't sell it. It's black owned. That that's where the business acumen part come into play. And I wish Act would just do a little bit more studying on that, as opposed to trying to throw rocks at at Jay, who's not above criticism, but in this instance, like you said, that was a bad take, in my Facts. opinion. Facts. Um, next up, man, more business talk. My boy Kanye had a couple numbers thrown out here in terms of his <laughs> in terms of his net worth, man. At one point earlier this man. year in March, they said it jumped to 6.6 .6 billion, making him the most the richest black person in America. Um, <laughs> this was coming off news of his Yeezy Gap deal and all kind of stuff. Um, looking back at that whole 1 million, 3 million, 6 million richest black person debate, uh, what are your thoughts as we close the year on, on Kanye's net worth? It was an interesting approach to marketing. Am I like what I, all of this stuff was pre Donda. We didn't yep. know Donda was coming out or what he was about to do with it, with the shows that he did. But me telling people that I'm worth 6 billion, of course, if I'm Kanye West gets the people to talk him. No. And being away from him, well, as long as he's been away, I guess you needed the people to talk. 
revisiting that Donda though and listening to that stuff and looking at the Nori video, like that's the wrong, like the split in the road. Like I'm not trying to like, I don't, I'm not here for the Kanye West. I'm the richest black man. I worth $6.6 billion. I'm not here for that. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I am here for the Kanye West to put out the Donda that was on the drink champs interview that kind of almost made me change my position on how I felt about him lately. I found myself in text messages and, and DMs and, and, and things of that nature defending Kanye West way more than I should have because I am a fan of putting the good music out, something like Donda, of having the conversation where he's pushing the envelope like he did with Nori. But when he's sitting there talking about, oh, I called Forbes and they flexed on me for the 6.6 .6 billion or I'm Steve Jobs, all of these things, like that never was the Kanye West that I was a fan of. So when I see this and I see that that kind of was his love, a fart in the wind, people don't even talk about Kanye West being the richest black man because they know it's bullshit. They know it's him out of his element. But I, on the other hand, see this dope ass, album that he dropped in that dope ass interview that he did and you had a majority of the opinions start to sway back in his favor when he wasn't talking about money no more he wasn't talking about being the richest black man he wasn't talking about being married to kim kardashian it was simply about here's me kanye west here's the album i got out here's some shit that i've been through in my career like every other artist does but my music is better Play that card. I promise you, you're going to get back in the good graces of black people. But the 6.6 .6 billion and Forbes just stunting on me and they won't listen to me. Nobody want to hear you talk about that, bro. Everybody got money problems, my nigga. So yeah. the richest black man in the world shit and that whole thing that he did, it was an interesting marketing take. I don't think that it hit like he wanted to. And what he did found out, being my true authentic self on the Nori interviews and putting his Don album out is what I wanted. That's what hit. That's what got Drake talking to me again. Not saying I was a 6.6 .6 billionaire. Yeah, I think, well, let's be clear, though. Saying I'm the richest black man in America is a flex. Let's be very clear. Um, if it's true. Yeah, if it's true. That's what I'm saying. If it's true, it's a flex. I don't give a fuck, nigga. We, everybody look at Oprah. you outsold Jordan if you did it. But if you didn't, when the numbers come out, it ain't a flex. You just what? talking. Hey, listen, according to Kanye. <laughs> That's the point. That's the problem right there. Give me another source, my nigga. According to Kanye, Forbes is trying to downplay what he has going on, and he feels like he's been marginalized like that. That's a whole plight. That's his whole... That's what keeps him going, man. Some people need that. Some people need to be the villain, man. Some people need to feel like it's me against the world. That's what wakes them up in the morning. Because let's be honest, whether it's 6.6 .6 million, 1.6, whatever the case may be, the nigga got enough money to not do shit for the rest of his life. So right. whatever he needs to wake him up in the morning and get him in the studio or get him at the design lab to make some shoes or whatever the case may be, or to or to do these live shows, whatever it is that needs to get him up to do that, man, then so be it. Then it is what it is if he got to talk himself into being worth more than robert johnson or robert smith or whatever the fuck whoever the richest black person i think robert smith i think i'm put some respect on his name though yeah um whatever that is then then so be it i'm not mad at it but it was a little i'm okay with it now that the music came out and it was good and the rollout was good and all like all of that stuff still worked if he would have talked all this shit and then the album came out and it was some slaw then i i, I would have been like bro you you lost you lost in the sauce, but he gave us that life of the party, man. So listen, he, he he got a mulligan for the rest of the year. He can't do no bullshit for this week, or he good for the rest of the year. All that I'm gonna be real. He did a motherfucker with that, Don. And it's 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 like you said with act though. Real get money niggas not worried about the Forbes number, bro. Like nigga, that motherfuckers. It might be different in that. It might be different, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like, only for Kanye West, though. He's the only nigga that I've ever heard that had a problem or was disputing at it, like, in that way. That's now, true. people have had problems with it before be, being inaccurate. I don't want to be facetious Damn. there. But the way that he's talking about Forbes slighting me, blah, blah, it's like real get money. People know who got money. Like, so who are you talking to? Who are you telling people that you got $6.6 And that's my point. Like, stop trying to flex on little people, dude. Stop trying to flex on the everyday people telling us you're Steve Jobs and you're better than Jordan. Like, people really don't care because 
your record precedes itself, bro. People don't want to love you for that stuff. People don't want to love you for being the richest black man in the world. People want to love Kanye West for making good fucking music. And if he realized that, he'd get to the places and get that satisfaction that he's looking for by claiming he's the richest fucking man in the world. <laughs> I bodied that too. In the country, but go ahead. Whatever. Country, <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Yeah, man, just fall into the music, my nigga. Jesus. Hey, I, I, he should know by now the reception his music gets, those Sunday services, like, I like just double down on the music, my nigga. I promise you the rest of that shit gonna come up because you, you're you that good. Like, Kanye West is that fucking good at music, dude. I had to go back and listen to that Donda, like, similar to my boy J-Hove. I seen him on Twitter saying this. I went back and listened to that Donda several times and way better than I thought it was. Like, damn near remarkable. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, that shit is amazing, but double down on that. I don't give a fuck about you being a billionaire. Man. I'm All just right. glad niggas is, uh, is listen, respecting this double disc album with no skips. I don't know about that, but it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that shit banging, dude. Uh, uh, next, Versus. Versus was big this year, man. Kink B, if you remember him, used to run with G's in the whole CTE days. He had a couple comments after. The world famous Gucci Man and Jeezy versus Better. He said that Jeezy, quote unquote, let the streets down. Street niggas were disappointed in Jeezy's versus performance. Looking back at it, having more verses under our belts now, even seeing a fight between 3 6 and Bone, <laughs> did Jeezy truly let street niggas down in his verses? Well, I'm not a street nigga, so I can't answer that. But <laughs> I, listen, people, man, it's, it's, it's so interesting that. that how much weight that holds, even when uh, you're a person of Jeezy stature. Mm. Jeezy has grown a lot. And there's a certain uh, faction of people that don't want to see you grow. Uh, they look at it as change and they look at change as something negative. And that's always interesting to me, man. Uh, the side of the fence of the people that fall on uh, what Kinky B was saying and the side of the fence that fall on what Jeezy was saying. Um, and it was interesting. I like I almost feel like, and I hate when people go super deep with it, but you can almost do a think piece on the Jeezy and Gucci um verses for that simple fact because they're in two different places, although they're headed in the same direction. Like Jeezy was talking about how much his outfit costs. Um, excuse me, no, Gucci was talking about how much his outfit costs and talking about let's do a jewelry versus, and we know what jewelry does, and jewelry. You know, it's cool. You know, it, it, it we know what it means in the grand scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? And we know we obviously know what clothes mean in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. And Jeezy was like, let's do a real estate versus that's where he was. And it's just like, to me, that's so interesting, because, again, I don't think neither one of them are, quote unquote, wrong. It's just that you probably relate to one of, of the other, depending on where you are in your life. Where I'm at, I'm trying to do a real estate versus. I'm not trying to do my outfit cost 10,000 versus <laughs> even though that sounds cool. And I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all, dude. So if he, if he let the streets down by wanting to do a uh, real estate versus, then that let me know where the streets are and where I am at. And we're in two different places. That's all same for him. And I wish more people were on one wave than the other, but that's not up to me. It's a free country. You can be on either one of them waves you want to. Yeah true that's absolutely true and like you said it just depends on how you perceive and who you prefer uh what kinky b forgot to mention is the streets don't give a fuck about it. nobody so jesus sitting up there concerned about letting the streets down at 40 <laughs> years old would be fucking nuts and i just call a spade a spade if that was push if that was a young nigga and he still gotta be out there in the streets Okay, cool. You may have a point because no, but that's because a young nigga doesn't know any better yet. True. They haven't experienced life and seen Thanks. what really matters and what really don't and what the streets, how they really feel about you. That's why it's, it's okay if a young nigga says it, which I wish more people would understand what you just laid out and then more young niggas would get it. And then things can maybe change, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I, but anyway, I'm, I'm just glad you pointed that out. Yeah, and to that point, it don't make, geez, like, as you get older and you start to learn things, I'm a civilian myself. I ain't, I'm not a street nigga either. <laughs> With that being said, though, 
things change when you get of age. Like th things that, oh, that's hard to me and things that make you gangster. Like those things change. Like those things become taking care of a family, making sure that you can provide, going home every night. <laughs> like those, like that's gangster shit because everybody's not able to do that. This niggas out here struggling that can't. For sure. So I don't like how Kinky B tried to relay where Jeezy is in his life to being quote unquote soft. Like that's not the thing. It's like you said, what Gucci man want and what he's doing is different from what Jeezy want and what he's doing. No one says that either one of those ways are right. You don't have to be a fan of how both guys presented, but to say that, oh, he let the streets down. That's whack. That's whack. Because like you said, the young niggas would do that for the streets because they haven't had a full perception of what the streets going to do to them. You ain't been through the life yet to know at 40 years old, my nigga, you lucky to be standing on this side. You lucky to be up there doing the verses, especially with some of the shit that those two guys were affiliated with. So a nigga like Kinky B coming to say, and him too, he was affiliated with the same shit, came from the same struggles in the streets that Jeezy came from. Niggas need to be more realistic at their big age, Kinky yeah. B's age, about the streets, like you said. Right. So the young niggas will know. Like right. it ain't, like, like niggas have a, they, they understand, like we were talking about the Lucci and the Casanova stuff, that it ain't all roses, We they understand that. But the real in-depth shit, like the motherfucker, the shit that Jeezy was like, subtly saying there yeah subtly saying that like okay you can diss my homie like i ain't finna just what you think i'm gonna jump up and we gotta fight like you gotta we gotta fight in here and, and put all the money that we supposed to make on the line like all the little subtle things that kinky b thought made the streets think that jeezy was soft i think set precedence mm. well it was it was some young niggas that said that what kinky b said but it was yeah. also some young niggas that said now nah, i want to be like jeezy nigga I want eight houses in Atlanta. I want uh, several businesses. I want to be up there and be able to maintain my composure and not look like some thug. Yep. That's what I want to do. And then it's other niggas are like, nah, I'm shaking it my whole life. I'm putting the $10,000 fin on and I'm telling the nigga because he tried to kill me. Both of them, you can't really say that it's wrong, yep. but you can say, hey, the street, he let the streets down. That's bullshit. You can't say that that's bullshit. It ain't a let it down type of thing is what you perceive and, and your preference. And let's be clear, Jeezy, it, it was, excuse me, Gucci is more in the wavelength of what Jeezy is on that people want to give credit for. Facts. Gucci is married now. Gucci again, has done started yeah. a family now. Like, nigga, like, <laughs> bro, his crib ain't in the streets no more, dude. Like, I get it. Like, he's still, like, I'm sure he still talk to people and still do X, Y, and Z or whatever the case may be. But, like, this whole, like, like, no, I, bro, that, that ain't... That's the brilliance. Think, That's part of the brilliance of what you said and, and being able to do think pieces about this. Jeezy has to be a street enough nigga to realize if he gonna be up here on 10, I'm a street nigga too. I got street niggas affiliated with me. I can't be on 10 because of where this might go. It's a nigga already dead from this beat. Yep. Like a nigga already done got killed. So if I'm matching his energy, just so the streets won't think I'm soft, another nigga might die. Yeah. Like I might lose his bag that ain't street shit at all. Right. Like, that's just ignorant. Yeah, so, I, can't you be, it was, he was way out of line with this. It was dumb. It was a dumb comment. I think I think people, you might have said something, but we're going to, I don't want to take forever on this. And we may touch on this next week because Future, I thought, said something similar mm -hmm. about having the streets being bigger than Jay-Z. That, bro, that's that, in my opinion, that's that Kiki B mindset right there. Because it, you think that that still sounds cool, but if you look at what Hove has been on for the past X amount of years, and you look at what Future's been on for the X amount of years, and then you go look at what, so you're what, what you're representing is the streets, and like you, like you happy about it. It's a weird flex, dude. That's all I'm saying. At the end of the day, it's a weird flex, and it can come off as cold word, and you just use it, it can come off ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like it can, it, those two can be almost go one in the same if used in a certain context. And it sounds ignorant to me when people say stuff like that, especially when they old enough and they're supposed to know better. It just, it sounds like a weird flex, but I'm future. We may talk about that on the next episode or something, but I just, I thought that was very telling again of where people lie and what they're really actually saying when they say the stuff that they say. And the bullshit that they feed the people that they probably don't believe. I, ex like the ex exactly. That, like, like, 
Exactly. And again, we'll get probably. I can go all this. day on that right now. Yeah, like the bullshit that a nigga that's 40 years old, which stood uh, almost 40 years old, would say that because he knows he's talking to a younger crowd there that you does care about that. Exactly. But in reality, I ain't been in the streets in years. Exactly. Wouldn't know what to do if I went back out there. Exactly. And that ain't that ain't even a bad thing to say, like being removed from the streets for so long that you didn't kind of got out of the way. That ain't bad. Right, right, right. So yeah, that's really yeah, the, that's a low key to goal, which is why I thought it was weird. Yeah, well, just. I thought like, I thought that was weird. Pulling I, up, I thought, like I, pro- I promise you, future not pulling up. Nowhere in Atlanta, like where niggas is just chilling, hanging at that that is quote unquote the streets. He ain't in the trap. He ain't none of that. <laughs> why would? And if, if he, he is, is if, if, he if is, something happened, no. <laughs> if if he did and something happened, we would be the first ones on this show, and the world would be the first ones on. Every like, what are you doing? What's he bro? doing in Bankhead? Why? Why was he on high? Future video? shot in what? Like what? Why? Why was he there? What was the nigga doing on Panola at the QT? <laughs> what was going on? I was in Edgewood. Like, come on. Bro. Niggas is there because they have to be, dude, not because they want to be. I ain't gotta, if I'm future, I ain't gotta go there and pick up no checks. It ain't nothing. The niggas wanna come holler at me, bro. Come out to the crib. <laughs> I got four, six thousand square feet out here, bro. We can get the DJ, we can get down to the city. I made a couple phone calls. We had a people out here, like what? In the hood. That's just, the streets. That's just, it's interesting. That's the streets. all. Streets. Right. <laughs> uh, a couple more, man. What's next? Man, uh, this one <laughs> this breaks my heart right here, man. TDE at various points throughout the year talked about teasing projects and their dominance that they've displayed over the last couple of years. But through all of that, we got an Isaiah Rashad album and we got a new Scissor album. Did we get a new Scissor album? Nah. We didn't get a Scissor album. Did we just we got did get Isaiah that Isaiah Rashad, Rashad though. Yeah, we got, we that. got that Isaiah Rashad. I do want people to know and, and we understand that that Isaiah Rashad did come out. We, we got did. that. A lot of Isaiah Rashad fans out there that I did not know about. Mm. But he gets no love on this show from me or Animal Brown. Wow. And I am highly pissed off that that was the release that came from TDE in a year where they should have fucking dominated with Schoolboy Q because he ain't dropped with fucking Ab Soul because he ain't dropped. You could have gave me another J-Rock album because he ain't dropped. And you could have gave me a K-Dot album. You could have did one album every quarter. This land low shit. This fucking two, three years for niggas to drop CDs, shit, this shit is old. You niggas is missing out, man. Niggas is out here rapping every day, B. Like, come on. Like, even the big dogs, J. Cole and dropped two albums since Kendrick shit came out last, man. Drake fucking drops every year. <laughs> what is Kendrick Lamar doing, dude? Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> top dog. God, you niggas are pissing me off over there at TDE. Hope you hear this too. Shout out my guys that did in hip hop, man. They're a lot more forgiving to y'all than I am, man. But Jesus, can we get a Kendrick Lamar album? Yeah, that, that let down. That might have been let down of the year. Oh. Uh, they were teasing something. Nobody really knew. There were rumors it was Isaiah Rashad, but people were hoping and praying that it was a Kendrick Lamar project. We kind of had a hint that it wasn't going to be a Kendrick project when uh, the festival that he was headlining. Uh, they came out and said that he wasn't going to be doing any new music. It was on the flyer that it would be from uh, something to damn. And so that let us know Section 80 to damn. Um, I think it was Burning Man, I believe is what it was, what the festival was. And so that let us know that this is probably not a Kendrick project. We went ahead and got an Isaiah Rashad project. It was garbage. He's garbage uh, with all due respect. I can't get into it. The music is terrible. Um I do respect his story, though. Um, I, I did like I read a little bit of his Fader interview. I respected his story. was glad to at least see him back making music because there is a, a, a fan base out there, apparently. Um, so shout out to them. But that shit, I can't do nothing with it. And that was a huge disappointment. We at least got a Kendrick verse or two on uh, the Baby Keem project because uh, smoking on top fives was a very hot line. I'm not going to lie. That shit was hard. And he ripped that song. So at least we know he still remembers how to rap. Um, let's Man. see if he can put a full project together, which I do anticipate next year, though. If he doesn't come out next year, then he's not ever coming out. Yeah, he pulling an Andre if he don't come out next year. Ex- facts. He just going to yeah. be walking around with a ukulele in the streets facts. of Compton, dude. 
Just just give us a Kendrick Lamar album. Just send it, man. Come on, TDE. Stop doing this any kind of way, bro. Oh, at least, I, at the very least, like I said, drop one of the other niggas. Jesus. No, nah, drop the Kendrick. Niggas, drop nah, drop, just drop the Kendrick. Just drop the Kendrick. We don't, <laughs> with all due respect to the rest of the, the camp, God, drop so the cool. shout out to Reason. I fuck with all, I fuck with everybody on TDE, dude, except Isaiah Rashad. Still, drop <laughs> the Kendrick, bro. Please, and thank you. Uh, man, last quick hit. Man, a, a sleeper album which may or may not make my top 10. You never know. But IDK, coming from the DMV, man, did he drop the best Kanye album that we've heard in the last five years? That was the that was the talk when this came out. It was called You See For Yourself. Got critically acclaimed. People were fucking with it heavy. He sounded a lot like Ye. People were like, damn, this nigga, this is best shit since my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Does that still hold up? Uh, yeah, he definitely heard this podcast and he let niggas know when he dropped that Donna that this nigga, you don't know, IDK, who this nigga is, was the, <laughs> was the conception after Donda came out. But shout out to IDK because I do remember listening to this saying that like, damn, man, this shit sound like some old yay. Yep. And being thoroughly impressed by it. And then Donda came out and I seen where Ye was now with it and understood that the comparison was out of this world. <laughs> so I apologize to Kanye West who probably listened to this podcast and heard me incorrectly say that. <laughs> IDK album is nowhere near that Donda album. I do, uh, but it is a dope album, man. I don't know if it'll make my top 10. He did a great job on it, but let these be the things that motivate you. Like I said, Kanye West, not the 6.6 billion. Shout that, out to that, IDK, man. That that is a good album though on some real shit. Is, um, is. if y'all missed Donda. it, huh? It ain't that Donda. But it's no, good. it's not. He ain't got that in him, but it's still a, a nice sleeper project, man. Puerto Rico is a super dope song on there. Facts. Make sure y'all check that out. Um, yeah, this wouldn't be right, man, without L's of the year. Shout out to no my W's. guy. I can I cannot remember. Someone said this on Facebook or it might have been Twitter. They were like, man, y'all need to do L's of the year. And I'm super hot. My bad, big dog. I cannot find who it was that said it, but salute to them. I hate when that happens. But we took the suggestion anyway, and we got L's of the year. These are some of the biggest <laughs> losses um, of the year. I'll kick things off, dude. Um, L to DeBrat. She turned down 150000 cash for the versus appearance. Remember, it was Eve and Trina. Eve had gotten sick. They didn't know if she was going to make it. They called the brat, offered her the bag, and she said, thanks, but no thanks. That's 150,000 L's <laughs> handing out to the brat because who knew they were getting versus money like that? Because she doesn't even have 20, and I fuck with the brat. She ain't got 20, bro. And not to mention the streams going up, but Brett definitely don't got to it. No, uh, but the streams would have went up. People would have been revisiting that functified and all of that stuff. But um, that that L kind of hits to one of my biggest pet peeves of the year that I've hit on, and that's us not supporting our own shit. I hate the I hate the narrative. Oh, I'm too big for verses. Like every artist should be open to doing this, just because black people run. Just like you willing to go to the Grammys and, and let and let them announce your award at 3 p.m. and the shit start at 8 and you willing to fucking sit there all night because you got a Grammy. You should be willing to do a versus. If it's 150000 if it's a million, whatever, that's one of the best, biggest, smartest, innovative black platforms that we have for music. And I just hate the people that are saying, oh, well, I can't do a versus. I'm too much of a current artist or I'm too big for versus. That shit is the stupidest thing in the world. She had her reasons. Yeah. The radio but, show. That was her reason. Nah, she, she, she didn't want to be an alternate. She wanted, if she was going to do one, she wanted the full rollout to go with it Man, because she was going to end up being an alternate. Who are you though? Like, she tried to get them streams up, bro. Like you said. But the thing is, if it had been, man, if it had been fucking, MTV that called you and told you to be an alternate because Eve wouldn't show up, you'd have been there with fucking bells on. Because it's goddamn, because it's Swiss and, and another brother Timberland, like, ah, oh, well, I don't want to be this. Like, it's so many stipulations we got for each other's black folks, man. Let's rise each other up. Shit, show up. Take your 150. Go do your radio show the next week. I fuck with I the Brad, though, man, but that was, 
And maybe that's a W that you can turn down 150 like it. So like, I don't know. It might be a slick flex. It ain't even about the money, man. It's the support, man. Like, I can't, I just, my biggest thing with it, like I said, is them not people, everybody should be supportive of that versus platform. It's dope. It highlights black artists. Like, there's just no reason people should be saying, I'm not doing it because of this and because of that. And like, fuck off. Fuck off. Fair enough, man. We got an L to your boy, little baby, even though he had a W for a year overall. Uh, he got got by a jeweler, a jeweler, yeah, four hundred thousand in fake ice, mm. <laughs> big dog L man. You got to double nuts. check that shit. I wonder how he, how you find out about that. Like how you get out of the store? How have I paid for this and you it gave? Like how have I given you four hundred thousand dollars and this isn't real? That's what. Hey, I why do niggas pay cash at the jeweler? You be seeing them videos on YouTube? Why they be paying mm. cash all the time? Um, I gotta ask a jeweler that shit. Quote me, but I think. Like that's, it's just like putting money in an offshore account. Like you're not going to lose too much of your value when you buy jewelry. Like it's going to maintain its value. So as opposed to having $150,000 cash, I have $150,000 in jewelry that's not going to lose its value. So if anything ever happens, I can go with some cash for this jewelry. Jewelry maintains its value more so than cash. Nigga, so. you can pay for that shit with a debit card, nigga. Like, you, you gotta have Well, cash. I mean, the cash is probably cash is like show money, like st- shit that I don't want to account for if you get mm. the drift here. Like, I can go cash out. If I got paid cash for a show, I go cash out at the jeweler and I got a new piece. I ain't got to write nothing off in taxes. I just got That's a new a piece. And now if I want to sell it to somebody, like, I just got me some free money. That, I got that makes sense. So. That make a whole lot of sense. Um, Super ill. To Baltimore rapper Chad Focus, he was arrested earlier this year for um, for swindling four million out of his day job to fund his rap career. He got thirty months in jail, spent four million dollars, and we still didn't know who he was until he got arrested, dude. That nigga had a billboard in Times Square, and we didn't know him. <laughs> nigga stole four million dollars, like bro, you could have just been living, you could have just disappeared. <laughs> Fame is a sick. Dang, dude, nigga could have disappeared, but he spent $4 million trying to promote a rap album that nobody wanted to hear. That's fucking crazy. They need to lock his ass up for more being a dumbass. Uh, that was nuts. In the oh, year of PPPs and all of this, man, he took the cake, man. Shout out, good, shout out to you, Chad that's, Focus. That is um, hey, another L. L's of the year right here, guys. Joe yeah. Budden. Lost 600,000 in endorsements after his podcast fallout. Um, that's a lot of money in endorsements, by the way. Shout out that's to Joe. He, he, he was getting to it. But yeah, things things haven't been necessarily the same since the split. The cash, that was big. Out of the cash up deal, I think, pulled out on him after mm-hmm. Warrior Mall left. Um, yeah, that was a big deal this year, man. Like, I, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Joe Budden podcast. I still listen. Uh, even without Warrior Mall, I think it's actually gotten better. Um, and Joe's numbers actually went up. So I'm mm. looking forward to see the improvements that he continues to make this year. I haven't even checked Worry Them All out, but shout out to those guys too. I was just more of a fan of Joe and his style. It wasn't anything that I chose aside anything. I just have a preference for what I want to hear. Uh, but yeah, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. A lot of money in podcasts. A lot of people don't understand you know, the things that go on behind it and you know the effect that that thing played with the game in general and how people not even just them splitting up, but the money out there that people didn't know that they know that they can get. That's the biggest yeah. thing that I saw from that split and just the business side of it. the business side of podcasting is ridiculous. Um, yes. man, if you ain't seen what Pat McAfee doing, I mean, uh, yeah. What's my boy name? The punter. The Barstool. The yeah. punter. Nah, he, well, he was on Barstool for a hot second. Oh, he he had a, the punter that be having Rogers on there. Mm-hmm. 30 million a year, four year deal. Got Damn, who he get that from? FanDuel. That's about right. That's what that Aaron Rodgers weekly segment to get you. That, that makes listen, a whole lot of sense. And it's only <laughs> going to be that next year. 30, I'm hot about that. 30 million a year for four years? Nigga, that's a that's an NBA contract, bro. That was big dog. Pat Mac, <laughs> do you like him? I've never watched it, but I, you know what's funny? I watched his, he made a video announcing mm-hmm. the deal, and that made me like him. It was a 20, my homeboy sent it to me. It's a 20 minute video. I've never watched a uh, five seconds of a Pat McAfee show. I watched that whole 20 minute announcement. That's how good it was. And I was like, oh, I fuck with dude. Like, I, res- I respect what he had going on because he talked about the deal. Well, he didn't get no specifics, but he gave 
money away to people that helped him on the way. And so like, I've watched that. I said, that's how you do it. Now that's how you make a deal announcement, dude. He gave quarter million dollar bonuses to everybody on the team. Oh, he, he, he donated to everybody that's helped him from the middle school to the high school, to the teammates that fuck with him when he was a rookie to all these other people doing different shit. He gave big boy checks out to all of them. He shook it. I was like, God damn. I, I, I couldn't do no more respect it. So I, I can see just by that why he's popular. So he's good. He got he had a great personality. He used to come on Dan Patrick show. I remember him. He was a punter for the Colts. He used to come on something else, too. He he had a great personality. You've never heard a punter interview like this. Like he has an A1 personality. He was built for this. So uh shout out to him, man. That's dope. Podcast Um, money. We're coming for it. Absolutely, man. L to Rick Ross. Um, he said, How is um how does he maintain his bread? He flies commercial and he cuts his own grass. This is nice. not an L. I'm fighting this L. I respect L's. this right here. These are L's. Nigga <laughs> can't tell me he the biggest boss and that guy he out there on the ride more. Fuck out of here, nigga. You can't be sitting in coach next to me on the Southwest flight. <laughs> you the boss? <laughs> Come on, That's man. Funny Why the team not even respecting you, dude? What? That's Sit funny as fuck. Me, nigga. Come on. And I don't, baby, first of all, I don't believe this. This yeah, is like, as you should. Lying. There's no way that Rick Ross has flown coach in the last five years. 10 years, 15 years, nigga. Since hustling. Yeah, yes, that's hustling. 06. Honestly, yeah. He ain't flown coach since hustling came out. Can't. I will say this, though. Ross's, and I I, I say this all the time, I ride by Ross's house at least once or twice a month, and the yard is fucking enormous, dude. I was about to ask you, how much would you charge? Because you said you ride by it. How much you charge to cut that grass? I need a stack, bro. That's it? Yeah, I do. For that. I'm showing love. I fuck with Ross. I'm cutting the grass right. for the stack. Easy. But it's a it's a big ass. <laughs> this nigga house is amazing, dude. It is big ass field. That's like a couple football fields you cut. <laughs> Two shots, um, 2,500. Keeping the Easy. MMG, man. Two more L's before we get out of here. L to Meek Mill for admitting to the public that he was getting washed in the studio by Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. And then Reed. putting out that album. Let's add that on top of that. <laughs> then he puts out the, the bullshit right out album, too. You took the words right out of my mouth. And I was going to say, at first I thought it was him saying this. It kind of swayed me into thinking that he wasn't doing his thing on the album. But he really wasn't. He just wasn't him. doing his thing. But coming out and saying this as a rapper in your prime is fucking nuts. I don't think I've ever heard a top tier rapper say, man, that nigga was in the studio. He washed me. These young <laughs> niggas came in here and fucking washed me up, bro. I tell I hadn't been doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah, nigga, we know. We heard that album. We heard that shit. That beautiful pain shit. So yeah, Meek me gotta get on his shit this year, man. You talking about a nigga that just need to focus, read the room, and it's like, if he's still in the music, I can't even really tell if he's still in even wanting to do music. Uh, just from the effort that he gave this year and just some of the topics that he's been on. So, like, if he's not in the music, I wish him the best of whatever he's got forward this year. But if he is in the music, really wish he could double down and just, like, take it serious. This yep. ain't it. Uh, for the record, he was on the shop when he said that uh, on HBO, man, if y'all, uh, if y'all no missed way. that. If I'm meek and I'm a lyrical nigga, and niggas, like, know me slick for my lyrics, no way I'm telling nobody a little dirt wash me in nothing. That never, it'll never happen. What you say now? I'll be in Chicago on O Block. <laughs> my own nigga. Nah, that nigga, he was dead all right. He ain't get me though. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, <laughs> shit. Last L, man, of the year. Big Sean, man, says Kanye owes him $6 million. Of mm-hmm. course, Big Sean. Uh, made a follow-up appearance on Drink Champs after Kanye to clear up some things. Says Ye owes him six milli. I really feel some type of way if a nigga is bragging about being worth six billy, nigga. He owe me six million and won't answer my call. <laughs> no, but this also shows, too, I don't think that that Big Sean interview hit like he thought it would. I seen Ye go up there and do it and, and say I, I was the worst decision, so I need to go up here and respond. But it still didn't hit. I still don't feel sorry that Ye owes you $6 million, my nigga. Like, you're a nice guy. You're cool. But, like, I, I just – just from listening to that and 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 seeing how it played out, you kind of just, like, missed an opportunity. Like, you were the guy over a good music. You did he signed a bad boss. deal, bro. He signed a bad well, deal. Not even that. Like, people was fucking with you. 
Like before that shit, he explained that story of Kanye wanting to get on that that blessed song. Yep. And what happened? And yep. I'm sure Ye felt a way after that. Yep. And you could tell. Like ever since then, it ain't been no ass, ass, ass. It ain't been no big Sean, big features. It ain't been nothing, nothing. My nigga, everything has, he's still been rapping his ass out, but shit has just been going like farts in the wind. Like it ain't been nothing that stuck like the shit that was sticking before he had a problem with Ye or before Ye so-called owed him 6 million. Now you just like a regular artist. Niggas was talking about you in that top three with Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. Now you just big Sean. (laughs) <laughs> that's it my nigga. Now, I, f- I like big sean though i'm a fan so I, I i felt bad for him but and i and i don't like i don't like when anybody's getting screwed on their stuff that's just that's whack especially if you're somebody like kanye and you come out with messages about people getting screwed on their music and then like you turn it turn out you the one that's doing it that shit lame as fuck <laughs> you can't play both sides man so it would be nice it would be some good pr if he cleaned that up on some real shit that's not gonna happen It'll never I happen. I never answer another call from Big Sean in my life if I was Kanye. <laughs> them, them six million with the beanie, nigga. Beanie at Stadium Club. I mean, at Stadium Goods right yeah, now, tearing it down six, with that bag. Six million on that house that he bought across the street from uh, King. So, <laughs> six million gone, bro. A little bonus done. <laughs> that nigga but just dropped Big Sean, six though. on the crib. Definitely just dropped him on that crib. Shout out to him, though. He really dope part in that interview, man, is... Uh, he he stopped Nori before they got started. And he asked him like genuinely about the drinking and like, man, how often do you do this? And just telling him to watch it, man. Cause like you get pretty sauced up here and you're a legend yeah. and people fuck with you. We don't want this to be the reason that we lose you. I thought that was really dope by Big Sean. That's why I said he's a, he's a really nice guy. He seems genuine. Yeah. I mean, he's just Big Sean, though. not a big star. Yeah, no, nah, that was a real nigga move. Definitely respectable. And I'm and niggas is thinking that same thing too. They he just probably the first one to say it. I like that, that he said that though, because you're right. That's too. a great fucking point. Cause niggas I do probably sit there and think that and roll their eyes and then they get in the car and they talk to their mans about exactly. it and they call their homeboy. Man, Nori was up there sauce. But that was you absolutely right. I'm glad you said that. And that was the point that I was trying to make. The fact that he stopped it. Yep. During his interview, where we supposed to be up here re-lashing this shit about yay. Before we get into any of that, my nigga, are you straight? Like, <laughs> can you do this? Like on some real shit, though. Like that was dope as fuck to me. Nah, I definitely respected that, man. Hey, another year in the books. And listen, a crazy year. Uh, like you said, we'll be back in the spaceship next week. Big boy episode, top 10 albums of the year. Should be a good one. Um, appreciate everybody for supporting as always. Um, do us a favor, man. YouTube.com slash on deck TV. If you haven't hit that subscribe button, man, we plan on being um in the spaceship more often next year, talking to more people, bigger people, um, more influencers in the culture, and just um expounding upon what we built this year as well. So, man, we Fact. appreciate everybody that uh supported us. Facts. The thought process next year for 2020 on deck TV podcast. We want to give you guys a front row seat. We want to give you guys the observation of what we think is interesting, the different things behind the scenes, the artists, the people that make the moves shake those people you're going to be hearing from. So like AB said, man, a uh, big year coming up for the on deck TV podcast. I look forward to it. My put on of the week. If we want to do those, I do have one too. Uh, Don Tripp. That Pray God's Not Watching album. Yes, sir. Doing what Don Tripp does. Jesus Christ, murdering that. You look at high quality bars. That boy got them all the time. And uh, check out the feature in Spike Luffy, man. Keep supporting the real. Drops a little bit about my trip to Belize. Some TV that I'm watching. Going to try to hit that feed a lot more frequently. Get people to start listening over there as well. So check that out. It just dropped yesterday that you know how my vacation was. What you got to put us on? Shout out to Belize, man. Um, I'm going to keep it TV. We'll keep it music documentaries. HBO has a nice series called Music Box. They've got a nice, um, it's by Bill Simmons. Um, very nice couple of documentaries. I watched, I, of course, I picked the hip hop ones first. I'm going to check out some of the other ones too. But the DMX um, joint, Don't Try to Understand. And then the Juice World, Into the Abyss. Uh, both of those I thought were really well done. It's unfortunate that neither one of them are with us anymore. And that kind of adds to it. Uh, that kind of makes it even that more captivating. 
Um, but um, with that being said, they were both two really good documentaries. Um, I don't listen to Juice World that much. Um, so I guess his documentary was a little bit more eye-opening for me because I'm ignorant to a lot of his stuff. Obviously, I'm a big DMX fan. I, I know about his shit inside out. And even with that, it was still good as hell because it followed his um, year that he had been out of prison. So it was really good, man. Check out those two HBO Max if you need something to watch because you might as well stay inside this New Year's because it ain't nothing going on out here in these streets. That boy Bill Simmons sure know how to do a documentary, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I heard a couple of the other ones was good too. Jay was telling me about it. I think the Woodstock one, I heard he said it was G. really good. I don't even fuck with Kenny G. I heard the Kenny G one was fire. I don't believe it. I heard that. that was the best one. I don't believe that. I, I, was, I heard that Kenny G one was fire. And I had to check that out. Just Avril on Levine is the other one. Who? Avril Levine, I think is the other one. Nah, show. Atlantis Morissette. Atlantis Morissette, yeah, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, I heard those were really good. I did watch the DMX when I was fucking with the Juice World. With, it was just too sad off the rip for me. I, I wasn't in the mood for that. Uh, I checked that uh, rainy inside day or something of that nature. But the Simmons be cooking on the documentaries, though. Juice World, nigga, them perks, nigga. That nigga had a real battle, bro. I'm like, I am not bullshitting. Real shit, battle man. with that lean, with the lean in them perks. So they used to pour four ounces in a 16 ounce Sprite. And I was like, dude. Well, meanwhile, they pouring fours in two liters. He pouring them in the 16 ounce, dude. I was like, nuts. That is nuts. I was like, that don't sound right, dude. Washing them down with like eight perks, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? I hope you uh, do your boy. Watch Dope Sick, too. Give you some full-fledged understanding of how that shit hit the country. Like, hit them, the perks and the, the, what is it called? Oxycontin. Oxycontin. Yeah, I believe it. Man, fuck with your boys, though, man. Again, y'all be safe out here. Um, any Happy plans New Year for New Year's? I'm just going to get something to eat, man. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be downtown. Get a room at downtown and just chill to be away from the house. But that's it. I ain't going nowhere other than to get some <laughs> food. The Grill Village. I'm going to check out. This is the Caribbean spot in the A. What you got up? You staying in? You got a quarantine still? Yeah, I'm super in. Nigga, I ain't going no motherfucking world. I'm weak ass immune system, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Big ass immune system. Yeah, I'm gonna lay this immune system down, man. Hey, we'll see y'all next year. Happy New Year. All that good shit. Y'all be safe out here. Absolutely. We out. Yes, sir.